Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. The host for this episode is our own audio engineer, Kate Day. After working in radio as an award-winning producer, Kate has made efforts to transition into the tech industry. At the end of 2019, she had taken the leap into freelance work under the name Katie Sound Design. She has been editing the Rainforest podcast since December 2019 and finally gotten behind the mic to host. And now I'll pass the mic over to Kate as she has an interview with Rainforest co-community manager, Courtney Brannigan. Take it away, Kate. Welcome back to the Leaders, Innovators, Big Ideas podcast. My name is Kate Day. I'm the founder of KD Sound Design. Joining me today is the always lovely co-community manager of the Rainforest Alberta. This is Courtney Brannigan. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm super. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Fantastic. I want to start off the show with learning about your story. What brought you into the rainforest? How did you get started as the co-community manager? Tell me the story. For sure. I was invited to come to rainforest as a participant in early 2018 by my friend Keith to come check it out. It was exploring some new opportunities for work and but he also felt like that the values of the community and the people would probably resonate with me and um, something he's been a part of. So he invited me to come and so I came to a couple meetings and then I also ended up taking on a position with Beakerhead as volunteer manager and then was able to connect back to the rainforest community to help get volunteers to kind of help spread like the news about Beakerhead. And simultaneously, I got chatting at a lunch without lunch with a few people, just naturally chatty me was got talking and then was approached by one of the other rainforesters who overheard the conversation and got a job offer to do some writing work, some interviewing and some writing mm-hmm. work because I was doing a lot of question prompting. So then I did some work there just casually. And then when this position came open, she recommended that I apply for the job. Awesome. And so I did. And I had, yeah, done some work with Mackenzie. And then we met and, it, and here I am. The rest is history. And the rest is history. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> What is your favorite part of the job? What is my favorite part of the job? So my favorite part of the job is definitely like meeting new people mm-hmm. and hearing people's stories and seeing what they're interested in. And then from that, my brain spins and thinking about like who I can connect them to, what opportunities exist. I think also like how we as Rainforest can better connect into the community as well. I and mean, that's a big push for 2020. So how we can connect into the community. And so really that connector piece is really key to me. I want to know what it was like for you when you found out that Mackenzie was leaving. Can you tell me a little bit more about that story? Because I'm sure it sucked a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the pros and cons always to any situation. Mackenzie and I started talking about her leaving definitely a lot earlier in the year talking about you know what it was that she really needed too from the community and what she needed to grow and change it was actually great to be part of that conversation and and as a co-worker being able to have that open dialogue back and forth I know a lot of people when they're contemplating a change and a move they internalize it they really they don't talk to their co-workers about it they're afraid so having that trust between us was wonderful to say and to, for her to be able to explore openly what that would mean for her and to know that she had not only my support, but I knew that she would get the support from the community 
it was actually great to be able to encourage her to, to take that opportunity to look and to explore. I think it's just so telling to who we are as a community and, and what we're doing and how we want to see people grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, I mean, I, I miss having daily interactions with her, but now we still interact like at a friend level and we're still very much connected and I'm very much want to see her succeed in helping her. So bittersweet. Absolutely. Bittersweet. Change is typically described as bittersweet. So that Absolutely. makes sense. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So your job is literally something that you create new <laughs> innovations on your this existing program. It's kind of like what your pet projects you want to start doing. Can you tell me a little bit more about your favorite pet projects that you started with Rainforest Alberta? Like there's the cards when Stephen came on. I don't know if that was his or yours. You can take credit. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, and then there's like idea. the gifts and the asks. So what are your favorites or what are the ones that are the most exciting to you right yeah. now? Yeah. So I think any project that we take on, really, we also need to recognize that it's rooted in the pillars and rooted in the social mm-hmm. contract. The, the projects that I like working best on are anything that's collaborative. So it requires more than just my brain. And things that really give people an opportunity to grow. So to either try a new skill, show a new talent. So I'm actually really excited about working with Bow Valley College and their tech skills program uh, around database building, database management, database analytics. I have learned a lot about data. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, learning Um, every day. So I'm also learning. uh, So it's definitely challenging me to step outside of my comfort zone and into fields that aren't traditionally in my wheelhouse. I totally get that. Uh, So I don't come from a tech and innovation background. It has been a great learning curve for me, somewhat steep at times. And that was a great one because the whole class worked on it. It wasn't assigned just to students. It was a whole class project. People went above and beyond, um, brought in some of their previous skill sets. And then we're now taking on two students for 10 weeks to continue the project and to be able to report back to the community. So cool. And the purpose of the project is to understand a little better where we are at as a community demographically, Mm -hmm. but really in leading to conversations, where can we grow? Where can we better? What are our strengths? Where are our opportunities? So those are the kind of projects that I really like digging into because there's a learning opportunity for people, but also an informative outcome for the broader ecosystem. Yeah. And you're really trying to build up that scorecard, which we're constantly doing, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Awesome. There is work to be done across the whole scorecard. Yeah. And some of the pillars seem easier to kind of manage than others. Mm-hmm. And we have potential opportunity, it seems like, in some more than others. But ultimately, if we can try to find one project that kind of falls under all of them or support projects or support initiatives under all of the pillars, then that's how we raise that scorecard generally. Totally. And so that's, I think, really what I'm looking for and like looking forward to in 2020 is where are those partnerships, those relationships. Building that ecosystem. Building it up, really. Everywhere. Everywhere. Perfect. So I know that you also do some like innovations with the Lunch Without Lunch meetings. How can a regular Rainforest Lunch Without Lunch attendee innovate and help you guys with Lunch Without Lunch or just the ecosystem in general? Yeah. So uh, one of the things I talk about is externalizing the social contract. So taking the 10 values in the social contract and bringing that back to wherever they're participating, whether it's work, whether it's another kind of community focus group that they're in. And bringing those values into those workspaces, those communities, 
And then reporting back to us. So I think telling us stories about their successes or maybe their failures. Mm -hmm. I think it's also really important that as we test and iterate new versions or visions of what Lunch Without Lunch looks like or Power Hour, that the community is open and honest with us in what they're receiving and if it is bringing value to them and what else they might like to see. That is our goal. Our goal is to serve the community. Our goal is to serve the ecosystem. And so if they want to hear about a particular topic, if they want to hear from a certain type of person, you know, maybe like an angel investor, or maybe they want to hear from a startup who has raised some funding, then we're open to having them in and being part of that broader conversation. Right. So the best way that a regular attendee can just talk to you after a meeting or send you an email, like what's the best way? Yeah. Slack channel, email, text me. I think my number's on like a lot of stuff. Sometimes after is tricky. Just there's kind of a lot of moving components plus needing to pack up. But I would say probably Slack is like the best way to connect or email. Pigeon carrier. I love it. Whatever way, whatever innovative way you can think of to get a hold of me. Absolutely. Cool. Can we talk about what is your favorite pillar then? Yeah. So my favorite pillar is culture. Big surprise. Big surprise. (laughs) Uh, my favorite pillar is cultures. And the reasons for that, well, one, that's where the social contract really kind of pulls from. I really like building community. I really like, I'm starting to like nerd out uh, and read more <laughs> books on like building community, building culture, and really kind of like the social science of p- how people interact. Mm-hmm. So for me, the culture pillar and how we behave around each other is always such an interesting phenomenon. It's probably the thing I pay attention to, people's body languages, mm. um, what kind of people are in the room, who's hanging to the side, who's involved. And and those are little micro markers that I'm paying attention to every single week. You know, I'm, I'm, I kind of like spy on the community. I don't think they know it, but I'm always spying on the community to see. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> now you the know. The secret's out. <laughs> the secret is out. I'm spying on all of you. I'm seeing how you interact. I'm doing my own social science with zero knowledge of what I'm doing. No. <laughs> um, so no, but to, to me, culture is really important. Part of it comes from both hearing Brad and Jim speak, right? Mm-hmm. And really hearing their reasons and their values um, on why they started the rainforest. Mm. To me, that's always been the part of it that's resonated with me like most deeply. Mm-hmm. And so that is why I think I really like the culture pillar. Right. I really, truly am in it because I want to see as many people succeed as possible. We are stronger when we lift each other and support each other and share. I believe in those values very deeply. And so for me to be in a position where I can try to foster that always feels very rewarding. So when I was job seeking kind of end of 2018, early 2019, I really was looking for a job based on values that resonated with me. So I wrote down words and I wrote down like an environment that I wanted to work in. So I wrote down community, collaborative, creative. I wanted the opportunity to bike to work. Mm-hmm. I wanted some flexibility in my work hours because mm-hmm. I've got two young girls. I was less specific about the job title and more honed in on yeah, the environment and the values that it would bring yeah, me. The that stuff that's going to keep you there. The stuff that's going to keep me there itself. and motivated. Yeah. Yeah. When the position became available, mm-hmm. all of all of it totally fit that. Mm-hmm. When Mackenzie and I sat down in early 2019, we just, we had a very natural, easy conversation. We probably would have hit it off as friends then, even <laughs> if I wouldn't have got the job. Yeah. And coming back to Rainforest was really on my radar anyways. Yeah. 
and so it just it fit and it's worked and I had a kind of like mid-year crisis (laughs) in June of 2019 I was sort of like highly immersed in trying to kind of figure out what this brave new world of this Mm, fourth industrial revolution was yeah then it just kind of clicked I feel like I couldn't have ended up in a better place I'm so grateful to be here like every single day I like truly love waking up and doing my job and being part of this community yeah like it's I wish like there was a picture of my face right now like it truly like it makes me like teary it just makes my heart sing like I say it from my heart it's truly been such a wonderful experience to be embraced by a whole bunch of strangers totally and that's not something I created that's something that the community's created long before I came along. Mm-hmm. Um, it's humbling and um, it's such an honor. Yeah. Awesome. I totally see that when I was job searching and still technically am job searching, hire me. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have put down values over job title. And during interviews, I'm constantly asked like, so why did you apply for this? I'm like, because you seem like you're filling all those blanks of what I need out of a job that aren't related to the tasks at hand. Cause I know that I can do it. Yeah. Those are the big things that you need to have in order to like be excited to go to work every day and stay there. It's a mindset, right? It totally is. Yeah. And that kind of leads us into the social contract. You touched on it a little bit before. Mm -hmm. My first meeting, you brought up the social contract and was like, so how many people have offered free help, you know, to their kids or whatever? Like it's not literally just making it about your business or being a good employee, you're literally trying to help hone ideals that makes a good person. And I think that's the reason why I kept on coming back. And I'm like, yeah, we're actually supporting the ideas of helping your neighbor and stuff like that. And I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. And we're very much focused, yes, on tech and innovation and that community a little bit more narrowly, but realizing that people do ebb and flow and flex between, you know, volunteerism and work and parenting and in relationships Mm -hmm. and, and that these values are not unique to a job. These are values that you can embrace in your whole life in any area. When you do participate in them fully and in many areas, that's when those collaborations and those collisions start to happen. And we kind of get the freedom to behave well in all areas of our life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They translate into whether you're a parent, they translate into whether you're a dog parent, uh, even like (laughs) shoveling your neighbor's driveway on a snowy day. Right. It's about being a good general round human. Yeah. Yeah. It's also super crazy. And I think it's very important to recognize that certain economies, yeah, they set a tone and they set a mandate for behavior across broad communities, and I'm talking cities, provinces, countries, and the values and the language that they put out mm-hmm. resonate and get embedded in more than just that economy. They, they trickle out. And mm-hmm. so if we can build something, you know, through tech and through innovation that is rooted in 10 highly valuable <laughs> ways of being and ways of living and you take that into everything it really does it doesn't just lift up the tech and innovation ecosystem it lifts up absolutely an entire city an entire province an entire country like it has it has that potential yeah and so that's why we always want to bring in as many people as we can so yes we're building tech and innovation but we want to bring in 
people from every single sector and that everyone has a part to play in lifting us up as humans. Yeah, definitely. And that's actually one of the things that I think it kept on coming back to me. It's like, oh, so did you actually offer to pay it forward or did you offer some free help to someone and just or did you see someone in need and be like, yeah, I can help you. I got a few minutes. I can do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's just even the offer of help. It is. What can 100%. I do to help? And sometimes the answer is like nothing right now. But that sticks with someone. Totally. Right. That and stays there. And it's not always like a physical thing. Maybe it's like, do you need to talk? It yeah. could be like a mental health thing. And that's a huge, absolutely huge thing right now. Yeah. yeah. Call me if you need something. I'm around. Yeah. And I think for me, that's that's part of what I've seen from Rainforest is, yes, there have been great working relationships that have come from it, but mm-hmm. I truly see friendships, right? I, I've experienced friendships, but I see friendships too. And people mm-hmm. are coming to connect with their friends, like lend a hand, be of help, pay it forward. It's great. I also wanted to ask you about some big lessons off mic. We had talked about how you had some lessons (laughs) regarding role models. I know that January in particular is role model month. Obviously, we should think about role models year long. But what's uh, what big lesson have you learned recently that you want to share with the? Oh, man, (laughs) I had a awesome foot and mouth moments. I had two with the same person. And was, did you learn from your mistakes? I did learn from my mistakes. Yeah. I had two interactions with someone else in the rainforest community where I thought I was being articulate Mm -hmm. and I thought I was saying all the right things. And really I just was digging my hole deeper and deeper with every word out of my mouth. It really actually had the potential to compromise not only like my own personal integrity, because it was definitely not my intention to hurt this person, Mm -hmm. but also reinforce integrity. And so thankfully this person requested to have coffee with me and be really open and honest with me and have a conversation. And this is a person who I truly look up to and admire. And so I'm so grateful that this person took the time out to call me out and say, Hey, these two things happened. I'm not okay with it. I need you to know. And that was a huge lesson for me after then starting to dig my hole again and catching myself in that conversation, being able to step back and say, how could I have done this different? How could I do this better? Please help because we can all grow and we can all learn. We were able to actually end that conversation on a really positive note Good. and really find kind of that commonality that we share. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful. And then so my, my life lesson is always, I would say like, especially in the context of rainforest, like if someone puts their foot in their mouth, if they overstep, reach out and tell them and teach them how to be better because we can all learn from each other. Yeah. And I think when we extend that hand and when we are the bigger person, mm-hmm. that's really how our community is going to grow and thrive. And I don't just lean on Steven. When I'm, you know, having challenges, I lean on the whole community. There's, I have people in the community who I can call, mm-hmm. who can ask their advice. And that's really invaluable mm-hmm. to me. Absolutely. Um, to, to know that really like Stephen and I are not a team of two. We are a team of every single person, I believe, who signed the social contract. Yeah. And we can have those conversations so that we can make better decisions. Yeah. Right. And, and help cool. people. Yeah. Because ultimately that's what it comes down to is who can best help somebody? Because I'm not always going to be the best person 
to to help, right? Yeah. And it's it's really about how as a community we all have these strengths and these assets and and that's where like the redirection and the connection comes in and is so valuable. That's awesome. Uh those are some really big lessons that I think everybody needs those refreshers on. You never know how someone's going to perceive something that you say and it's probably not the way that you intended it. Nope. So you always need that second of being like, "Oh, wait a second. Did I just say something yeah. really bad?" Yeah. <laughs> and and having someone be really open yeah. to say like that's not okay. That is the other part of it's, it. It's yeah, that's a huge that's part. That's a huge of part it. of it it's, of actually like going out and calling that person out and saying like, "You know yeah. what? That sucked." And it's not call out culture. It's not. It's boundaries. Yes. Right? And it's and it's really about helping that person understand like where they can be better. Yeah. A lot of our rainforesters are currently job searching. Yeah. And I uh, wonder if you have any tips or tricks or anything else that you can help those job searchers with. Oh, okay. So I would <laughs> say this, build relationships. Mm-hmm. That's, and it really, and I, and I don't mean network. It's different. I mean, build relationships. And you're building those relationships and not expecting anything of them. Whereas networking sometimes is like, it's I'm going to meet you so that you can connect me to this person so that I can get a job at this place. Yeah. Whereas like building relationships yeah. is literally like finding that new person that you can talk to on a Wednesday that I put my yeah. foot in my mouth. Help. Yeah. So networking is transactional. Yes. And people aren't going to remember you. Right. Relationship building, they they will remember you, right? You Because yeah. you, you actually connect with them. Human to human. Human to human. I, I would say like dig into what your values are. Mm-hmm. Dig into the kind of workspace and work environment you want to be in and I will say I am happy to sit down with anybody and talk to them about that. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to help people figure those out and discover them so that you can make good values-based decisions. It's also about just not taking the first job that comes your way. Knee-jerk reactions. Yeah, absolutely not. I would also say like have someone check your resume. Mm -hmm. Do some mock interviews. Have someone mock interview you. Interesting. Because you get into scenarios and you you don't know what some of those questions are going to be. So if you can find someone who's maybe not like, who's more of acquaintance to like do a mock interview with you, that would be really fantastic. Mm. Um, A really great skill. A lot of people often are kind of out of practice Mm -hmm. with interviewing. Especially if they're transitioning. Because I'm transitioning from a super fun radio industry to the tech industry, which the skills and like, it's very relaxed in radio. And I, the last interview I had was like, hey, do you want a job during coffee? You know, kind of a thing. Whereas now I'm like, how do I actually interview for a job? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. it's completely different. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, practicing interviews is really great. Mm-hmm. I think don't think you have to have all the skill sets. Okay, be open to learning and be, but be open to to saying, yeah, I still have more to learn, and I want to learn on the job. So being open to learning and to trying out something that feels a little bit outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Find the thing that makes you feel confident. Yes. Because, and maybe it's a shirt or a pair of socks. Everyone has something different, but find the thing that makes you feel confident. And I, and I know it sounds so cliche, like put your best foot forward, but having interviewed for a co-community manager position, people aren't confident in their skills. And we have incredibly talented, smart people in the city and you need to own that. And I understand everyone comes with a spectrum of, abilities to communicate that Mm -hmm. so find the way that actually resonates with you because for some people it is writing and in their cover letters for some people it is during the interview 
And again, I'm happy to work on, with people on their interview skills and what does confidence look like and feel like kind of on the receptive side of things. Sure. I mean, everything from body language yes. to eye contact. Yes. Are you like, are you leaning in? Are you making <laughs> eye contact? Do you look too uh, comfortable in your you, chair? Yeah, <laughs> you know, but but are you also comfortable? If you're too comfortable, then you come off as cocky and no one wants to hire you because you have that aura of like, <laughs> I am, I own this world. I'm all right. You know, you don't want that ego. No, you person, don't want your ego. But you do want to be comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You want to show, you want to show up and you want to like, Bring your best. Bring you. your best. Yeah. And I can't, I can't stress enough. Like ask questions. Even like the tonality that you ask your questions, yeah. like the way that you pitch your voice is different. Like if yeah. you're really excited, you're going to be like this, but when you're quiet and like, yeah. here's my list of yeah. questions I have to, ask. you know, it's yeah. not as excited. You're not as yeah. engaged. So you have to be engaged in it too. And I would say like, don't be afraid to get personal. Ooh. People build relationships at work, right? That's where like, we can all put our hand up and say like, oh yeah, some of my best friendships came from work. Don't be afraid to get personal. How was your weekend is the simplest thing. And then totally. start a conversation and don't be afraid. You know, if someone asks you, how was your conversation? Tell them, tell them about your life. You are a person outside of work. Yeah. We would all hope Elaborate that you have a job outside of work. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd say like, get personal. People are often looking for fits for culture fit. Mm -hmm. You got the interview because your skills are on your resume. Right. Yes. Often people looking to hire, they are looking for a culture fit. They are looking for personality. Yeah. Your skills got you the interview. Yeah. So bring yourself. Yeah. They want to know that you'll get along with your coworkers Absolutely. or your potential coworkers. Absolutely. High fives down the hallway, left, right, and center. Yeah. Or are you just like the single high five a day kind of a person? Yeah. 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 It's a big thing. Are you a hugger? On, are you a hugger? <laughs> <laughs> Lunar totally is a hugger. Hello. Yes. <laughs> oh. A little snuggly puppy in no. the podcast booth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much, Courtney, for You're hanging welcome. out with me today. This was a fantastic community, like a fantastic chat. I think the listeners have taken something out of it as well. Also, thank you for bringing Lunar into the studio today. So if you heard any <laughs> whining in the background, that was a dog. Scratching. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs are a really great icebreaker. Maybe don't bring them to everything, but you know, second date. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, honest. I want to say thanks to you. Oh, thank you. Um, and I, I want to give. I, I can I give you a shout out on the I podcast. Love it. Okay, so I need to say that Kate interviewed for the co community manager position, and she didn't get the position. But what she did do was stick around, and so now you're helping with the podcast. Mm -hmm. And which I think we talked about in the interview that yes. I had with you. I'm like, I'm gonna get involved with this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so here I am. But <laughs> I will say that. Like you say, like, if you don't get a job, what do you do? Stick around. Yeah. So because we had over 10 applicants, I'll say, actually, I think it was one of the things that we were looking for is if you don't get the job, are you still going to stick around? Mm -hmm. Are you still going to be part of this community? And and everyone, yes, has different levels of involvement and availability. But if you make an effort to, like, build the yeah. environment. Yeah. I came to the meetings on the regular before. Yeah. So, like, I feel like it would be really weird if I didn't continue coming. So, yeah, no yeah. hard feelings. Obviously, yeah. I want to get paid for what I'm yeah. doing. But at the end of the day, I also want to continue coming because I enjoyed the experiences. Right. Yeah. And I and tenacity is is a lot. So we get a lot of people come to Rainforest once. We get different people every week. Yeah. So put it in your calendar every week. Come. There are new people, new opportunities. 
every single week. That's one of the things I love about our community. Yeah, uh, me too. And I come back every week thinking, okay, well, I met one person today, but then the next week I come back and I'm like, my God, I met seven people today. They're all really cool. Yeah. I want to connect and have coffee with them or they might lead me to my next freelance job, you know, something else. Like I got involved with the Beaver Lodge game doing their sound effects and oh, nice. I'm super stoked about that. And that's all because of the rainforest. Yeah. So yeah, and it leads to more than just. And it starts to snowball. It does. It's exactly what happens. It starts to snowball because you got a little opportunity here and a little opportunity there and pretty soon it's snowballing and yeah. you're involved in more things than you like have time for. Yeah. You know, so you have to learn to say no, but, <laughs> but really those opportunities do keep coming up and you mm-hmm. keep learning and growing. And even myself, right. There's opportunities that I've been presented with that I wouldn't have dreamt about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. just different people I've met with, you know, if you would ask me like, oh, hey, would you ever invest in a tech company? <laughs> I'd probably be like, what? Huh? And now I'm like, OK, how do I invest in tech? Like those are yeah. the things and the thoughts that I start to have because those opportunities are coming up, but I, but I also can talk to the people who can help guide me through that process. Right. And you're right? learning stuff. And, and I'm doing, learning. Yes. And yeah. And I just, I think it's really cool to see people's ideas and to see them manifest. It's really cool. And yeah. really rewarding. So rewarding. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And it's like, you really are the first to discover like the next big thing. It's really amazing. Yeah. You open your eyes some days and like, yeah (laughs) what just happened yeah (laughs) (laughs) I remember when they were coming in and being like this was a pipe dream and now it's a thing yeah (laughs) it's really cool and it's and it's and you do see it and you do see it happening like there is movement and traction here in Calgary around tech and innovation buildings are getting built right companies are getting connected people are raising money Mm -hmm. and it is actually happening. And so we're hopefully going to keep pushing out stories and telling them. And I know the podcast is a big part of that. Yes. But I just keep your eyes and ears open and tell us about it and bring those people. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, and, Kate. Um, have yourself a fantastic day, listener. Thank you. All right. Bye. Yay. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social-barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was recorded at the Work Nicer podcast studio. Work Nicer co-working, because no one succeeds alone. The audio for this episode was professionally edited by Kate Day with KD Sound Design. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>